is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, hello everyone out there. Hello and good news. It's me, your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedic guest and I tell them all about the people, places, and current events that are affecting the world in a positive way. There's so much good out there, you guys, and we're here to talk about it. So here we are, two weeks later ready to chat the chats. Apologies for never giving you a heads up, but it seems just with the way the cookie has crumbled this last month that this has become sort of a bi-weekly podcast of it as of late, um, which it will probably continue to be through the holidays. That's just the way of life. It gets crazy. Um, but I'll keep bringing you that good news as much as I can. So just hang tight and keep re- reloading your podcast feed. You know what I mean? Uh, this week on the podcast, we have such a great guest. It's Nina Concepcion. Nina is an actress, a writer, a comedian, triple frickin' threat, y'all. Uh, she is so funny. She has always been one of my favorite people to watch on stage, and now I have the joy of performing with her every week. Uh, she is on the UCB Herald team crush, and... Uh, you can see her. You can see both of us together if you want to. That's that's where we are. But she is truly amazing. Uh, as I said, she's also a writer. You should check out her collection of essays on Amazon or iBooks or anywhere that you can download a digital book. You should check it out. It's called The Good-ish Girl. Uh, she's... I just can't say it enough, you guys. She's so funny. She's naturally hilarious. She's got an amazing presence. I love her so much. Uh, also, follow her everywhere with everything she does, particularly Twitter. Her tweets are gems. It's worth it. And, uh, okay, I think that's... I'm giving her an extra long intro because as we start talking on the podcast, I never ever once introduce her. So I'm doing it. I'm really trying to make up for that here on this little intro. Um, hey, if you guys shop on Amazon, uh, you can do that by using my link by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash hello and good news. Also, if you like the podcast, rate and review it on iTunes. It'll get uh, people seeing it when they search for things like keywords like positive news and stuff like that oh this podcast will come up and they'll say wow this would be a great thing for me to listen to and honestly it would so pass on the pod and uh rate the pod all right let's talk about some good news you guys good news good news good news some freaking real good news. Yeah. Oh, so glad it was daylight savings day time today. Yes. Wasn't that a thrill? It was good. I was I didn't realize that it was I got like a little too drunk last night mm-hmm. and tried to watch Thor and <laughs> fell asleep. I'm so mad at myself. In the theater? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. I do that. It was a 1010 movie mm. and I had so much wine and I was like and then I bought I spent like $15 on chicken tenders at the movies. 
What Disgusting. movie? Where were you that they sell chicken tenders? It's my favorite theater. It's called Cinemark. It's in North Hollywood, across from Tonga Hut. If you've ever been to Tonga Hut, a cool oh, tiki bar oh. up there. It's the only reason anyone's been up there for that tiki bar. <laughs> um, and they have the reclining seats. Okay. And I had chicken. I like was drunk, <laughs> ate a bunch of hot chicken, and yeah. then passed and out. And then fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Missed the whole movie. Uh, I don't mess the around with movie. those late shows anymore yeah. because of that. Because I yeah. always do exactly the same yeah. thing. I like Ugh. have a couple drinks and then Just, you're like, this is going to be so great. Yeah. And then, but I'm an adult now. So everything makes me tired. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> it, it makes me angry now because I'm an adult. So I, I know how much money I'm spending on the ticket. Yeah. And it's, uh, I did that with Fast and the Furious. The last one got Ooh. like really drunk <laughs> and was really rowdy during the opening credits. Oh, like yeah. making the whole theater cheer for like Vin Diesel's name <laughs> in the rock. <laughs> and then within 10 minutes, I was fell asleep passed out amazing yeah uh i did that for the last batman (laughs) we went to go see the midnight showing of it and yeah i like had a bunch of beers beforehand and we were on the very top row in the dome yeah and it was packed so like all the heat oh god was rising yeah and i have this thing where like if i'm hot i will just fall asleep oh yeah like if you put me in a warm room i'll fall asleep and i just immediately passed out yeah. and that was a bummer like yeah when you go see a big movie Ugh. it's like 20 the, the dome was like 20 dollar yeah. tickets and i was so excited for thor because i love taika watiti the director ah. huge like he's so funny and it's such a funny movie and i i could hear the audience laughing like through my <laughs> through your dreams in sleep and i was like i know i don't want to be asleep right now but <laughs> the chicken my friend was like you had a piece of chicken on your chin the whole time and i was just like what is happening so embarrassed that's amazing i love it hot Hot movie mess yeah yeah aren't we all (laughs) we really are um did you have a good halloween i did i went i have these married friends i say Mm -hmm. they're married friends because i feel like i don't have a lot of them okay in la and they live in pasadena in a house oh that's a very married it's very married (laughs) and and they're like they're my boyfriend i met them through my boyfriend it's like my boyfriend's best friend and Mm -hmm. his wife who's now like they're like our family like and they're a little older than me um so they like call us their kids and stuff and like we spend christmas with them and they have a beautiful backyard and they're really into horror movies um yeah so the theme was like 80s sci-fi horror so they had like the thing and a bunch of like obscure weird 80s movies like the decorations were insane that's so it cool. was the coolest yeah um very cool married people have cool decorations always and they have money to do it yeah because they're married it's they're married and they have their life together <laughs> and they can and he's like a mixologist on the side oh and had all these amazing cocktails like pre-made and like mason jars Ooh, it was very adult and lovely yeah i will never put on a party like mm-hmm. that but i love when someone else does you know yeah. what i mean when yep. somebody puts on like a very curated yeah and it's all cute yeah and they spent time putting stuff in yeah. mason jars it was beautiful it looked so pinteresty yeah you know did you love- did you work on halloween uh what happened what did i do on actual halloween oh yeah i guess what did I do? It was a Tuesday. We had, oh no, we didn't I, have a show. We had a show the day before. Oh, I know what I did. I was like, I feel like this whole day was a blur. We had the UCB escape room show and fun. it was so fun. We were, so I was at the theater though from like 2 PM until oh, midnight. Yeah. yeah that's so intense. I was there all day, but yeah. it was great. It that's was awesome. very, very fun. What was your escape room? Uh, Dodger stadium. Oh wow. Yeah. 
we had the the mm-hmm. main sunset stage for it to make nice. like a stadium, and it was so fun. The first three shows we did, we mostly were screaming at the people because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we didn't quite have it down what we were doing. So. <laughs> If you happen to be in those first three <laughs> groups, uh, Will Hines, so sorry. <laughs> we did. We screamed so much. And then after the first show, because there was three shows that night mm-hmm. and in each show, there was three shows. Yeah. So after the first three were over, Cody Cop came in and he was like, this is a general note. Uh, not that we're giving this note to every room. This is not <laughs> particular to you guys. But I guess the main note is like, don't yell so much. Uh, and we were like, that is... 100 percent for us. yes exactly <laughs> oh that's okay i did that last year i did the um the new year's one mm-hmm. i think it was the first one yeah yeah this is the second one yeah but it i you had to dress up as like dead people that was yeah. a thing and i dressed up i don't know if i regret this as debbie reynolds and it was like two days after oh she passed <laughs> But my friend was dressing up as Carrie Fisher and he's yeah. like, well, you'd, and then I was like, I think they would love it. Yeah. They'd like, I, I, the only reason I did it, I was like, cause they would have loved this. Yeah. Um, but nobody really understood who I was. <laughs> I was like singing in the rain, Debbie Reynolds. Well, I feel like any old star, like any yeah. starlet, unless you're like in the Marilyn Monroe white dress. Yeah. Everyone's always gonna, or Audrey Hepburn yeah. in the black dress. If it's, you're not in the white or the black dress, nobody are. knows. Yeah. They have to ask. It's true. I tried to do a singing in the rain outfit, but it just, it was whatever. <laughs> I just looked like I belonged in Silver Lake, honestly. <laughs> Sitting That's outside. so funny. Yeah. Um, Halloween segues me into uh, my first little story, which is so cute. Yay. It's a good little cute one to start out with. Yay. This, uh, this family had so you know how some houses like trick-or-treating yeah they'll like just leave out a bowl yep at a certain point Mm -hmm. which i i feel like is nice and also i don't know i guess it's nicer than turning off your lights completely yeah or maybe if you're gonna be gone it's nice but so uh there's a bowl sitting outside on this household step this family also had like a camera near the bowl um and I don't know why that, like, if that's just why, I, or, like, why they have that, I have no idea. If it was just for Halloween or they always have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just monitoring uh, their porch. Yeah. Um, but this little kid came up to get candy and he realized the bowl was empty. And so he, they have it on camera. He, like, goes and gets his candy and pulls <gasps> out what he says is, like, the good candy so that other kids can come and not come across an empty bowl and he leaves like his skittles and some snickers bars and stuff for the next group like the good stuff not even like the shitty like worthers mm. or something oh how old is he i think he is uh, um he's 11 oh 11 year old Hayden and he was dressed as 11 from Stranger Things Uh, I mean that is so (laughs) cute yeah that is so cute um little precious 11 year old boy I know that's leaving the good candy yeah that's really precious for the next group so then uh like later on when this household was like reviewing their uh their security footage mm-hmm. <laughs> they saw it and they like uh, knew his parents and stuff so they oh. they like contacted him them and were like your son's a great kid that is so precious he's gonna grow up and be something great he's gonna be a good kid it's 
that's the kind of dudes we need in the world. Yeah, we need more. We need that's more so good candy. Cute. Good dudes. Um, let's see. Next, next one. Oh, here's just this isn't really a story, but mm-hmm. just like a little sidebar. That's cool. Two hundred universities just launched six hundred free online courses. That's awesome. Yeah. So you can take. I didn't. I never knew about this. But uh, universities around the world offer their course, a lot of their courses online for free or at least partially free. And they're called the Massive Open Online Courses or MOOCs. Um, And so 200 in the last three months alone, uh, 600 have been released. And they're like computer science, mathematics, programming, data science, humanities, all the stuff, art and design. some of them are from like Stanford. Some of them are oh, that's like from all so it's over. not like no offense to those like Arizona. What's that one yeah, that's like I online? Say, I was also going to say the Arizona <laughs> is it Arizona Tech or yeah, Arizona something. University? It's always the radio advertisements are always on. Yeah, um, I remember as a kid even like the yeah. inf- like the commercials for it. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah, so. So you can take it for free. <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh. And you can usually do it at your own pace. It doesn't have to be lined up with like a semester. Yeah. Um, there's this website called Class Central where this guy has put them all together <laughs> and has them all listed with links to oh, all of them. So smart. Which is cool. That um, is so cool. Yeah. I recently stopped paying my student loans. I am not. I just refuse to pay them anymore. It's yeah. not like I'm out of debt. I'm like, I've just made the conscious decision. I re- but now it's almost like an act of defiance. Yeah. I refuse to pay them. Even if I could afford it, I still think part of me would be like, I'm not paying. I'm so angry. <laughs> Where did you go to school at NYU? Did you go to NYU? Yeah. It's an expense. It was. School. And I was so young and stupid. I didn't understand tuition for no, school. You don't. No one explained it to me. Yeah. And I got a scholarship, so I had half of it paid. That's amazing. Which is amazing, but it's still like like a hundred thousand dollars yeah. walking away with yeah. like ninety thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. And you're just like and like in your head you're like, Well, I'll make it in a few years after right. I graduate. Like I'll be a famous actress and yep. it's like and it'll be nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a mess. Ugh. I know. The whole system is the whole school system is yeah. crazy, but I love, I do feel like more stuff like this is happening where it's yeah. just like open, uh, knowledge. Yeah. There's a, like a actual word, uh, like commons. It's kind of like the creative commons thing, which is yeah. like, uh, just making stuff available to yeah everybody for sure. Um, the Met it has done that with their, um, they have a creative commons on like all of their, website stuff Mm. and uh like yeah their whole library of photos of everything in the museum you can use it for whatever oh that's awesome which is cool that's how it should be yeah so i do feel like we're starting we're um yeah maybe humans are moving towards a place of share like just for sharing everything yeah i'm also like very grateful that i did go to college like i I, sometimes i'm like oh i feel like a whiny privileged idiot but it is like it's like yeah it was so expensive but i'm so grateful and i do realize like you know it is a luxury yeah you know yeah um yeah i also i feel very grateful about (laughs) college and all of that um i feel like i read an article some at some point somebody talking about 
Or maybe it was just a conversation I had. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about how maybe eventually uh, we will move from monetary, like having our monetary value be like actual money to knowledge instead. Because we'll get to the point where, uh, because we'll just be at the point where it's like more of the sharing idea yeah. of like trading things for once robots are doing everything oh, for yeah, us for it's like sure. what are we going to be what what is going to become our uh capital our capital That's interesting to think about mm-hmm. it's almost like reverting back to what it used to be mm-hmm. like trading things crops i don't know yeah back to, we're gonna go right back to trading crops, crops. <laughs> oh This cat is on my lap, purring. (laughs) This is heaven. It's true. Nina has the biggest smile on her face. (laughs) My cat doesn't really, she's like very cuddly, but she's still young. She's like only a year and a half. So she's still like kind of a psycho, Mm -hmm. you know, like a kitten, like crazy. Like she'll just, I'll just hear her dart around out of nowhere. Does he still do that? He still darts. Uh, He was darting a lot this weekend. They dart. Those cats are really funny. I always think it's because there's a ghost. Yeah. I think they're in tune with like the other world. Yeah. I really do. Do you believe in ghosts? This is a good question. I was literally just having this conversation (laughs) with my best friend and my boyfriend because I was like, I don't, I believe it's hard because I was raised super, I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. So like I was really scared of demons. Yeah. When in hell and the devil. And then I like. And I wasn't like, a, we weren't super Catholic. Like I was like an altar server and like went every Sunday. Yeah. But it was like, not like super like religious, but like, Catholic, are you familiar with Catholicism at all? Yeah. My mom was, grew up Catholic. Yeah. So. I, I feel like there's a lot of like, they talk a lot about like, um, hell and demons yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like, and it's not all like that. Like yeah. there are, I do have some fond memories of Catholic church, but so I think I was really scared of that growing up. Yeah. So like then that, like, I don't know if that ever really leaves me, you know, if right. that, that fear of like a demon or something. Yeah. Cause you like hear these stories that people tell you. And even then I became like a saved Christian Mm -hmm. for many years and I'm no longer that, but like that was a huge part of my life. And even that, like they, it's still like very prevalent. Like people like talking about like these, these like like, demonic forces they feel. And it's from a place of like banishing it. And like, it's not like people are like, it's just very strange, you know? So I think like I'm more still kind of afraid of that. I don't know if I believe in it. And I, when it comes to that stuff, I know I'm on the fence too, but I definitely believe in like light side and dark side. Like, I guess kind of like, I don't know. That makes sound like Star Wars, (laughs) but, um, no legit like dark energy and light energy is what I always boil it down to. Cause I've definitely felt times where I feel like a darkness Mm -hmm. like takes you over. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like you can see it or like even coming across like dark people sometimes you're like holy shit you've got something holding on to you yes you know what i mean yeah uh that's so so, i do believe in that yeah i was just reading about ted bundy as one does Mm -hmm. just like goes down the wikipedia wormhole and i was thinking uh because i would just watch silence of the lambs and it made me like look at him up yeah um and i was thinking like that is like evil that is like pure evil yeah and i'm just like wondering like it start you start to think like where does that come from like what manifests that yeah what I don't know. It like trips me out. Me too. Trips it, me it out feels, too. Yeah. It feels otherworldly. 
in the same way like i think there's otherworldly kind of goodness yes you meet people that are like there's no way you can be like that you have so much light yeah you know yeah like a light energy yep Mm -hmm. um i feel like in terms of ghosts yeah if i tried to boil down my belief on that Mm -hmm. it would be I almost believe, again, it's like an energy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like r- if there's a strong, ener- like, residual energies. Mm-hmm. I either like the idea that, like, maybe time time is not a line. Mm-hmm. It's overlapping. Yep. And so the if people's experience with ghosts, it's just because they're, they're, the time thing is, like, bending. And all of a sudden, you're dipping into somebody else's storyline. It's like Interstellar. Have you seen that? I haven't seen oh it. Oh, my God. You just wrote it. You wrote the movie. <laughs> Hannah, you are the screenwriter. I was like, she, she's, that is literally, spoiler. But like, there is this whole thing of like, there's a ghost in my room, but it turns out, I'm not gonna, you should watch it. If, okay. you're, if you, this is what you believe, you would like, you're gonna watch it and be like, I wrote this I movie. I wrote this. This part, they stole my brain. That is, but that's one idea that I have for those, to explain those things. The other idea that I kind of believe is like, yeah residual energy something really intense happens in a room and i feel like that energy gets stuck in there and maybe it replays yeah so like when people talk about scary ghosts yeah or like i don't know like uh, this house like so many people were murdered it's like i feel like that energy from that stays like it just gets stuck because what a crazy thing to have murder energy somewhere yeah I feel like it just gets stuck. totally or even like a su- something super happy happening in a house yeah you got like good energy good energy gets stuck too that's so fascinating it's a weird thing it kind of makes me feel over like sick in a like if i oh, think yeah. about like when i think about like what you're saying the time lapping and space yeah. when i start to think about space i literally make myself sick thinking about it because yeah. i'm like it's it's so insane just throw up yeah you just, i just throw up <laughs> everywhere i used to get really panicked as a little kid thinking about space oh, and anxious yeah. and just like i used to have this thing where i was like so i couldn't fathom the fact that none of us asked to be born like we're mm-hmm. literally forced into living a life yeah and then you're forced to experience death because i used to be really scared of like death mm. so it, it was just this idea like i would trip in my head of like i didn't like, even ask <laughs> to be put on this earth <laughs> we're literally just made into have a life yeah and then you're forced to one day have to die yeah it's like crazy it is crazy <laughs> i know i go down i can't think about it too long either because then I I you just go off the you you're go right. into another planet you really do there in you your go. brain and it's a whole thing. <laughs> You're in your own weird time story. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> um, but I guess, well, we just boiled down some of our beliefs on things. Yeah, there you go. It's so funny because anytime somebody asks me what I believe, I give the most vague answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I believe it very strongly. Right. Yes. <laughs> I believe in nothing or a little bit of everything so much. So strongly. I believe in energies yeah. strongly. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What else? Oh, this is cool. Um, I, I always preface every story with that. <laughs> like, they're all cool. There, there's this magazine. Um, it's based in the UK. Mm. It's um, it's a magazine seeking to redefine what it means to be a foreigner. And right now it's just an online magazine. But uh, the reason it started is because... Um, 
so Frankie Cookney is the co-founder of mm. this online magazine that showcases stories that highlight how diversity and tolerance can be a force for good and trying to change what has historically like the word foreigner always has a mm. negative connotation mm-hmm. like alien or outsider yeah. or um so what they do is they they take people who are technically foreigners and they like highlight them and highlight their story and what mm. and what they do and um it's just about that's awesome yeah what, Re- in what kind of rebranding it? it um the UK oh, is okay. where it's based. UK, gotcha. Um, it, she especially wanted to start it because after, uh, like, especially with Brexit and all of yeah. that, um, she was like, "Oh yeah." They wanted to, yeah, change it around and debunk the the stigma and give foreigners a voice. I love which that. is super cool. And some of them, I looked through the the online magazine site, and it's not just UK based stories. There's some about the US. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and it just points out all of the uh, just different stories, like stories of entrepreneurship and challenges, and inspiration and creativity, and how cultural diversity like makes things awesome. Yeah, and makes places better <laughs> oh i love that it's yeah. it online magazine mm-hmm. that's so that i love i feel like we're in this time of like online publications and things like moot i feel like with um like the trump administration just the last few years i feel like things have no choice but to like talk about stuff yeah. like it's like we can't just ignore it anymore yeah. Um, like with Teen Vogue, I'm obsessed with Teen Vogue <laughs> because they are covering huge That's topics. Amazing. Like they they're covering everything that happens with politics. <clears throat> they cover mm-hmm. everything with like LGBT rights and like racism and I mean and it's like teenage girls read this stuff. That's so and cool. it's so I mean, people, uh, Teen Vogue has got it going. Like, they just, like, it's so incredible. They have it going on. I'm obsessed with them and everything. I just feel like there's this, it gives me hope during this time to, like, see that generation of, like, teens start to, like, like, when I was a teenager, I had no idea who, like, the press secretary was or, like, who, I I didn't know. And now it's, like, we know, you know, they they know everything. They know what's going on in the White House and, like, who is, you know the chief of staff even like things yeah. I didn't ever know. Yeah. And it's just cool to see people, you know, moving. It's like the one thing that like, maybe I hate even to say like about like the one good thing that is coming out of this, but it, yeah. it's almost like, no, I've said that before. Like the positive, I've talked about it on this podcast. Like the positive thing to pull from where we are as a country right now is that, mm-hmm. th- yeah, there's no word like people are like, we have to talk about, stuff yeah. we have to make things better yeah we have to address issues that really have been around for a long time but yeah. now it's extra threatening yeah like we have to have equal rights mm-hmm. and equal opportunity and we have to be kind to each other yeah and we have to be more politically aware and more involved in mm-hmm. our own country you have to and i think it's almost like it's like people that are like said they were maybe like like uh, you're just exposed like now it's like your true colors are here no yeah. matter what yeah you know like there's no lukewarm anymore and there yeah. should there can't be and i kind of like you know it's hopefully gonna make the world a better place yes um i yeah. agree yeah.
This is a cool. I said that, like, I started to say it in the exact tone of voice that I just said the last one. <laughs> this is a cool thing. <laughs> um, there is this uh, company called Fire Department Coffee. And it started, I cannot, I do not know when it started. I cannot remember what I read about it, but, um, it, uh, it started as a, it's like a good coffee company and then, um, 10% or like a, a huge portion of, it's more than 10%, I think, um, a lot of their income for the company then goes to firefighters, mm. like, and firefighter, uh, relief and um, also a lot of fire stations do firefighter like buy this coffee so oh, it's cool. it's just very um, the, and they sell it specifically to like fire departments get like a wholesale price mm. um, but f- let's see so um, yeah a portion of every order goes to support firefighter and military charities mm. um Right now, 10% is going specifically to, so, so many of the firefighters, all of the fires that just went on in mm, California, Yeah, a lot of those firefighters' homes were actually affected. So after wow. they got done fighting all these fires, they had no home oh to go gosh. to. So specifically, 40, firef- 40 firefighter ho- homes burned down. And so, yeah, such... That's awful. It is awful. Um, right now, 100% of the charity funds raised by this, uh, the firefighter coffee is going to these 40 families wow. specifically, which is cool. That's amazing. Directly to the firefighters. Um, wow. So. That's really cool. Yeah. That's like a thing you don't even, I feel like firefighters have just, they're all, I take them for granted. You don't Always. realize. Yeah. Like, and like so many of them are not paid, right? It's like volunteer firefighting. Uh, How does that work? A lot of them are paid, but there are volunteer okay. firefighters. Okay, there are. Okay. But I, I would say the big, like the ones who go into the big stuff. Are Those guys ones. are paid. Oh, yeah. That's good. But it's well, like crazy. volunteers too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's insane too that like even volunteer, it's like they're just volunteering to do this. Yeah, to go stop like, a fire. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, firefighters are so cool. They are. I love my local firehouse. It's like down the street in Toluca Lake. It's uh. where I vote. And I just love it. <laughs> they have like, they had a pancake breakfast the other day. What? I didn't go, but I really wanted to. Yeah. Oh just it's like open to the community. Come have pancakes in the firehouse. I love that. It's so, I'm obsessed with my community. Like my little neighborhood. Yeah. I love feeling like you're in a small town in Mm -hmm. LA. Mm -hmm. I really feel that at um, where we live. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, My firehouse growing up and still to this day, it is like the main, there's like so many things held there. Um, But also Mm -hmm. anytime there's a fire in Lander where I'm from, I'm from a very small town. This like air... (laughs) The first time my uncle came to visit, because he's from Denver, Mm -hmm. um, he thought that we were being bombed, like, (gasps) as a city, because my my parents were at work and I was at school. Yeah. And anytime there's a fire in Lander, this giant siren from what sounds like, yeah, like, the London, (gasps) like, bomb alerts from 1940s (laughs) goes off and it's like... (laughs) 
and it goes on and it's so loud and so crazy it goes on for like two minutes but if you've lived there your whole life you're just used used to it it. you're like like, there's a fire and it is to alert like the firefighters and volunteer firefighters (gasps) like there's a fire come to the firehouse in case they're not getting their radioed or whatever but my uncle thought we were being bombed and yeah. w- and i feel like this was before cell phones too because yeah. it was the first thing oh my <laughs> he God. was like r- running around <sighs> our house and like turning on the news he's like of course it's not on the news this is lander wyoming like this is not oh my gosh so freaked out i would have been terrified <laughs> that is terrifying <laughs> so funny firehouse oh. yeah just a classic little firehouse oh. classic lander <laughs> classic lander <laughs> This one is cool. Yes. <laughs> this one is about, um, so that I never, this is one of those things that a lot of these stories I pull up and I'm like, ooh, this is cool. And also this never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development is putting in, uh, you know how in touristy places and like view points there's always like the binocular mm-hmm. viewfinder things they've started to put in a color blind less is what they're calling it viewfinder uh in all the scener- scenic overlooks in the state so that people who are colorblind can look through these things and see the fall foliage in the real colors That's so it's supposed lovely. to be and i never thought about that people who are colorblind have never seen real fall colors oh when people are colorblind, is it like, is it like the colors are like muted or, or it's not like black and white. Yeah. Like they're looking in like black and white film. Cause when I was little, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. That's what you I know? thought it was too. Is it, it they can't like t- see colors? It's something with reds. Okay. Like red and greens. I oh, feel yeah, like. like those specific fall colors. Or maybe with some people. It, oh my gosh. Uh, it is with some. <laughs> See in black and white it is black and white for some people oh my so gosh. this woman who did it for the first time she said um she's been colorblind for most of her life and it's <gasps> only gotten worse with age instead of seeing red orange and yellow among the trees on top of the mountain she sees red black and white um and Wild. she was talking about like standing in front of this mountain she's like when i look over this mountain behind me all i see is black <sighs> But because of the viewfinder and the way it works, she gets to see all the colors of the fall leaves for the first time. That's beautiful. That's um, so lovely. Oh, she said, I feel like I'm in heaven. Oh, my goodness. Down there, it must be heaven. I guess it's orange. I don't know what you call orange. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I know. I love it. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Oh, I can't remember how old she is either, but she's. And she said, "Is that what heaven's gonna look, look gonna be like? Don't. Oh Color? My God. Because a rainbow, I don't see any of the beauty of a rainbow. But I right now I see what it must look like. Oh my God, that see, is beautiful. I never even thought of this. You don't know a rainbow. Yeah, so you many just... beautiful things. That's wild. Um. So they launched on November first. Um. Oh. Yeah, and all the big touristy locations all over wow. Tennessee. that's that's precious yeah i love that i love it too <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful uh we both just have pouty faces right now oh. <laughs> we're like 
Animal Corner, segueing with uh, color blindness to real blindness. Here's another thing I never thought about. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy, Thomas Pinnick, he's been a runner for um, pretty much all of his life. He lost his sight in his early 20s, but he continued to do uh, road races by having... Um, somebody volunteer to guide him basically so he would run blind but be tethered to somebody um yeah but then he realized like so he's never been completely independent only able to run he always has to be with a person yeah and so he's been working to figure out if guide dogs can be trained to run (gasps) with their owners which people have always said it's not safe and that no school has ever trained a guide dog to run um, but he is like making, making it possible. Wow. Um, so he's, he, he's basically trained a dog to do it, I think. Wow. But, um, he's to the point where he's like, just, uh, he's making it safe, but, and he's graduated two dozen running guide dogs <gasps> so oh. far. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That is something I never thought about. Yeah, right? Like I never yeah. thought about people that want to run and do that and or like a dog being trained to do that. Yeah. Ugh. And if you're blind that you don't get that's another thing I take for yeah. granted. I can just go run. Yeah. Wherever. Do races, marathons. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love those little doggies. Yeah. Guide dogs are so dope. They are. I yeah guide dogs and like police dogs and Uh stuff they're so cool we talk about dogs a lot on this podcast (laughs) I always bring it up but sometimes I really feel like dogs are proof that reincarnation exists (laughs) or something did you write a dog's purpose (laughs) (laughs) you're writing about these movies That's like, isn't that the premise? I don't think it's a person, but it's like the same dog keeps getting reincarnated into different dogs' bodies. So it's like, yeah. I haven't seen it. Me either. Now we're just hometown news where I tell you a tidbit, a good piece of news from philadelphia oh let's see is there anything good happening in (laughs) philadelphia yuck um this isn't super new i think it happened at the end of september so it's like a okay uh, about a month old but they uh philadelphia just finally they put up a statue of octavius caddo uh yeah it is caddo Mm-hmm. Uh, he was okay. So he was a civil African American civil rights activist. Cool. He worked with Frederick Douglass to recruit black men to fight in the Civil War. He started an all black baseball team. Um, he like was really proactive, getting people to uh, black people to vote. Nice. And um, he was a teacher. Um, he yeah, he was like a really prominent uh civil rights dude and i just think this is a cool one because of all the statue stuff yep when you think about all the statue stuff going on that a awesome one is getting 
uh, that's true put up and so yeah they just mounted the statue of Cato in city hall oh. and um cool yeah it's uh oh this article is saying kind of what i just said it's a counterpoint to all right. the attention the nation has been paying to statues of the other kind yeah. Um, statues that idolize a past filled with hatred and pain. This nation deserves better. Wow. So Go focused. Philly. Yeah. So much bad stuff happens in Philly. So I'm glad this is a good thing. I, yeah, it's, and also I forget that it's like that city is old as hell. So, I mean, <laughs> literally the Liberty Bell is there. Yeah. Old. I was just there, um, <laughs> for like visiting home and like going to New York and it was, crazy to like there's so much history there and the buildings are so old um like the 1700s yeah it's nuts um and a lot of i was watching like some youtube videos about uh about uh caddo um and then that it just kept like i just let my youtube like go while yeah. i was doing other stuff and it was bringing up all this other all the other his it like went into this channel like philadelphia something <laughs> like the history of philadelphia yeah and just a bunch of episodes playing it was like all about um how long philadelphia has been around and all the intense civil war stuff and racism mm-hmm. things and like different levels of like the poverty and like all the Irish immigrants and the Africans, Americans and like the poor neighborhoods. And then the, it's crazy. It's crazy. North Philly is one of the like highest murder rate cities in the world, in the United States, which is insane. It's so bad. Um, but I love, I have a ton of love for my hometown because it is Philly. It's the best. Yeah. It's a bunch of, we were voted like the ugliest city. And really? I was, yeah, like it's just like, <laughs> like people, the people are the ugliest. <laughs> it's not like the ugliest. <laughs> I it's love that that's like, a thing that people vote on. Yeah. Who votes? I don't know. The, where do you vote for that? Oh my God, I don't know. Someone, it's some stupid like thing. Cause like the best looking city, I think it's like LA. Or I was going to say, it's got to be LA. Yeah. I think San Diego was high on there too, actually. But like Philly's like one of the ugliest cities, like the <laughs> ugliest people. And I love it. It's like That's home. So great. It's great. Everyone's like blue collar and just yeah. like gruff. But like, oh, I love Philly so much. I That's the vibe I get from it. Yeah. It seems like a real blue collar place. I love and it. I love Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. It's like honestly very much like that because <laughs> that's one of my favorite shows. And it is like, yeah, there's people that are that crazy and yeah. terrible, but wonderful. But blue collar. Blue collar. Love it. Blue collar is legit. Hard workers. Mm-hmm. Hard workers from Philly. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to say about that. I think that's mostly it. Uh, we have a good statue. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a good statue it seems like the mayor is chill (laughs) mayor jim kenny i don't even know because he was like trying to get this to happen for a long time oh wow that is good yeah it's interesting because i'm from like i was born in philly like philly philly and i live then i grew up in a suburb like 10 minutes outside the city which is like really racist and like (laughs) awful and disgusting and there are some like definitely good people there that like, you know, I know, but it's like, it's always just like disheartened. It's 
because I'm not from a, it's not like a super small town, right? It's yeah. like Philly's like a city and it's like the East Coast. So like, I don't feel like I have friends, like my boyfriend is from like literally the middle of nowhere, Missouri, where yeah. like I, we visited, I went and like to his hometown and there was like Confederate flags up and stuff. Like Whoa. it's like people are stuck, like it's really scary. Yeah. Like very creepy. And I never like really had that growing up. Like, you know, there was no like Southern, like it, it, it was like a different kind of like, racism i feel like so like i'll see people like post things now and it is like crazy it it, but so it's always like whenever um i see someone that i grew up with from my hometown that's like a voice for like justice yeah it it is really cool to see because like most of the people aren't like that yeah and it's like usually people i've never even thought you know because we're in like an i'm in my la bubble yeah of like my whole feed is like full of like you know which is like a probably an issue. That's a whole nother conversation yeah. of like being in a bubble, but it is cool to see like you know, people that I'm like, oh wow, this person like cares about this kind of yeah. stuff that I didn't think people necessarily from the town I grew up in cared about. Cared about, yeah, that's awesome. interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, do, are, do you experience that at all being from a small town? Like, what's Wyoming like? Um, I have like no idea of like their. It is, uh, it is very, very rural, also Mm -hmm. crazy, very blue collar. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not wealthy at all, Mm -hmm. except for like little pockets like Jackson Hole or, Mm -hmm. but for the most, there's really no diversity. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I don't know because there's also so many reservations in Wyoming. So there is tons of native american diversity Mm -hmm. and there is like i would say uh racism issues with that there are yeah there are like no black people in wyoming pretty much so i mean there it's just like it's very white or native american or also uh hispanic coming up to do like far like a lot of farm work and stuff like that oh my god i didn't even think of that but it's not super diverse and um yeah Yeah. but i feel like i also i don't know my experience the town that i i also feel like i almost had a bubble in the town that i grew Mm -hmm. up in because it's a really more it's super small but it's pretty accepting very liberal really wow. blue collar yeah. um even the people who are conservative i still do feel like they are good hard-working people right, for sure you know what i mean yep so it uh i don't feel like the harsh divide that i f- think you have in like the deep rural south right same thing there's no yeah. confederate flags flying around yeah like there it's all cowboys who are like leave me alone Dang. and get off my land <laughs> like that kind of that is so you know what i mean is did brokeback mountain take place there yeah that's how i truly am at like that people just live on these like so much land yeah and are, like alone yeah so i would it's say the so issues come from people being like don't take away from me or don't mess with wow. me and don't be that different from me because right. i have my way that i live my life yeah and i can't understand like that's where i yeah which i guess is what all race and uh diversity sure. issues stem from is sure. like a fear and not understanding one another yeah. but um 100%. It's not racism that's based in like the Civil War. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's fascinating. Um, there's a lot of poverty because of the res, because there's just an insane amount of poverty on the reservations and it never gets talked about. And yeah. it's like, 
Um, but also so much like beautiful stuff there as well. Uh, I don't mean to make a generalization with that. It's just like a yeah fact. We've treated the Native Americans like crap forever. Like horribly. <laughs> and so there's a large Horrible. amount of poverty there. Dang. Um, there's a new movie that just came out called Wind River, which is based in my yes. town, basically. Oh, interesting. Or like right out to the Whoa. Wind River Reservation is uh, kind of like slightly attached to my... Oh, wow. It, there's like a crossover. Yeah. And... My mom just told me the other day, she was like, oh, yeah, I think they were filming it here in town. Oh, my God. I was like, why is this the first time hearing about yeah. that? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, now we're to the point where I get to ask you about a personal good news story. Okay. It's my favorite part. Yay. I um, was thinking about this. I recently, I've been like, this year I've been um, focusing on like health a lot, like mental health, physical health, mm, like mm-hmm, for myself, mm-hmm, like spiritual mm-hmm. health, like just like really like wanting to get like healthy yeah. in every sense of the word. Because yeah. last year I was like, I was very, very depressed like a year and a half ago and gained a lot of weight and was just like very, the, maybe the most depressed, the second most depressed I've ever been in my life. Because I do like struggle you know battle depression and anxiety and so I started working out and I um which was really cool is I posted the picture on Instagram of like the before and after and it's really cool like I'm down I'm the lightest that I've been since starting there Mm -hmm. um and just like hitting goals like 30 pounds down which was one of my goals um and like 58 inches off which is really cool yeah and like my body fat's the lowest it's been and it's like I've always struggled with my weight and Mm -hmm. like I didn't my senior year of high school had an eating disorder and like would like yo-yo you know Mm -hmm. like I binge ate a lot so like food I've always had like a very toxic relationship with yeah and very emotional emotionally ate my whole life like always and so this is, it's just like the first time. So like, I guess the good news is like hit, like finally having like a healthy relationship to food and like awesome. hitting fitness goals. And it's like the first time where it's like, my goal isn't just to be skinny. Like yeah. I've always just been like, I just have to lose weight to be skinny. Yeah. That's what I want to be. And it's like, and like, I've definitely been like thinner before, but like now it's like, but that wasn't healthy. It wasn't yeah. like, this is the first time I felt like strong in my body. Yeah. And like, don't you know what and it's just like changed everything yeah in my life like everything which is like crazy to see how it's all kind of connected yeah so yeah um I have started uh this has been the first year where I've like it's almost been a year I would say in January it will have been a year where I've Mm -hmm. been consistent about Mm -hmm. exercising yeah and it's so funny my friend Casey and I uh do work out together and we're like it's funny it's like all this stuff they say about exercise is true like yeah (laughs) who would have known that like you you sleep better you're more motivated to do other things yeah younger like it's like everything it helps I also really believe it does help your relationship with food when you Mm -hmm. are exercising consistently Mm -hmm. because I've had a weird relationship with food as well Mm -hmm. and then I feel like I'm to the point now where I don't it it was either like I would uh be insane about it and count calories and cry if I messed up or uh go the opposite way and be like fuck it I don't care I'm gonna eat everything yep there was it's taken me years to come to a midpoint Mm -hmm. where I just feel like okay I can eat when I'm hungry like everything in more moderation and not 
think about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like make good yeah. choices, but don't without th- making it be all I'm thinking about. And obsess over it. And also like not killing yourself if you like have something that's yeah. like not like that's something huge. I used to feel I used to be not eat a lot and then binge on mm-hmm. one and like make myself sick from eating. Like I, I would just go crazy yeah. and then hate myself after that. It was this like sick cycle that kept happening. Yeah. And it's like, it's so hard to break that, mm-hmm. but like, it's so important and it takes years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm almost 30 now and it's like, I've had this my whole life. It's like 30 years. of Yeah. This. Like it's, I remember I was like thinking about, I was, and I just started therapy, which has been amazing. Nice. Yeah. And I was telling my therapist, I was like, I remember being five and looking in the mirror and being like, you're chubby, like telling Mm. myself that like a five-year-old, like that's crazy. And it's like, people, you don't, I don't think we like realize like how, how young it starts. Yeah. Like how, and it's like. Because I look at a five, if I saw a five-year-old, I'd be like, there's no way they have like low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like insane. I see five-year-olds and I'm like, God, I wish I could be that back in that brain. <laughs> I know. But it's <laughs> like, why? so I think it's like almost like some of us are like wired. I don't know. I think it gets into like chemicals in your brain and mm-hmm. like so fast. It's been such an interesting journey and learning and stuff. But I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw your photo the other day and I was like, hell yes. It um, feels good. That's so huge. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a healthy relationship with yourself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with exercise, Casey and I call them brain. We call (laughs) exercise brain snacks. You're like, you got to have those brain snacks because it really does like your endorphins and everything. It changes. And if I am to the point where I'm like, if I'm not active or at least walking a lot throughout the day, I get like grumpy and sad and weird. A hundred percent. Then I'm like, oh, yeah. We need this to be happy. (laughs) What a concept. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Everything in the magazines is true. It's true. If you eat right and exercise, you'll be happy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) More in balance. Yeah, that's great good news, though, because it is. It's such a journey. It is. And it's also this thing of the, I realize like, I feel so helpless every day with like the news. It's like so depressing. Mm -hmm. But like feeling strong has really helped me mentally with mm-hmm. everything going on and yeah. just like focusing on like being strong and healthy because I feel like we're in the trenches and yeah. just like and it's just this weird like self-care thing mm-hmm. I have to do yeah you know self-care is not selfish oh oh god uh, should I put good. that on a shirt <laughs> you, honestly you know people would buy that yes um yes but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish. In fact, I feel like not doing self-care and turning yourself into a monster person is selfish. Yes. Because then you'll have crazy interactions with people mm-hmm. and affect them in a bad way. Yes. Um, whereas if you're in balance, I mean, don't go be self-absorbed, but take care of yourself. Yeah. Then you can then you can start to look out of yourself. True. And help and be like more present. And I don't know. Ripple effect. I always think the ripple effect. Yeah. If you go out into the world and you have a light, oh, here we go, and you have a light Light. energy about you. Oh, yeah. You're going to spread that light. Yeah. (laughs) Spread it. (laughs) This little light of mine. You know what I just realized? I don't, I mean, I always do a pre recorded intro in the beginning. Yeah. um, But I don't think I ever once said, (laughs) 
you are. <laughs> that I was here with you. Or let, let you say guess. hello. <laughs> Let's just let people guess. I always do an intro where I'm like, this episode is Nina. Yeah. But usually I at least say, hey, Nina. <laughs> How are you? I like that we just started. That occurred to me halfway through the podcast. And I was like, I don't know if people know who I am. Like, who is talking? <laughs> but it's fine. Let them guess. We uh, we didn't. So this was the good news with Nina Concepcion. Yay. And uh, have a good week, you guys. Good news later. <laughs>